The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Yes, great to have you company. Welcome to Sports Day WA with Peter Vlahos. All thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years. And probably the big story for the good oil for Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil, is that the Perth Glory have their third owners in their 27-year history. Of course, in the last 11 weeks, there have been on the search, that is the Australian professional leagues that run the A-League, have been on the search for a new set of owners to take over from Tony Sage, who relinquished the licence some weeks ago. And of course, that happened about July of this year, and the APL appointed receivers to manage the transition of Perth's Glory's licence to new owners. And the announcement came this afternoon that Prime Land Group led consortium as announced as the new owners of the very proud Perth Glory Football Club. And I thank him very much for his time. But the chairman-elect and owner, John Nekic, is about to join us on the program. John, thanks for your time. More than welcome. Thank you for your time. And congratulations on acquiring what we believe is a fantastic sporting organisation here on the west coast of Australia in the Perth Glory. Um, tell us about, certainly, your consortium and what you hope to get out of the Perth Glory going forward. As I mentioned, there's only been three owners, including yourselves, in the history of the Glory Football Club. Absolutely, yeah. Um, look, in, t- in simple terms, and I'll keep it, keep it brief, I suppose, we... Uh, I personally will speak for myself and Rob. Um, I've, I've got over 45 years involvement in this game. So um, from from back in the old days, and I say old days that you may be right, we all know the old NSL system um, where I played. I was a board member. I saw the transition, obviously, through the A-leg, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I'm, I'm one of those that's really always been bullish about the A-leg. I'm a big supporter. Um, I'm really confident with the current structure uh, the uh, Danny Townsend, the APL, Paul Letterer, and, and and the rest of the owners. So, so we're on an upward spiral. We're really passionate. I'm, I'm, um, we're a little different, I suppose. We'll be hands on. I'll be personally hands on. So we're not investors. We're actual owners, and I think that's a key factor uh, to to ensure that we succeed. I like you have have had a lot of passion about Perth Glory over the years. I've seen them thrive and prosper um, from afar. I've known some of the players there. Um, I think absolutely. I mean, we're we're so excited because it's a unique opportunity. You know, we all we're all aware there's one team in the state, so you know we're we're going to make it work, uh, and that's really important. So, so some of the things or the key things that we might do a little bit differently um, is is you know my passion for youth development. I've always been involved there. I've been involved at some current A League clubs um, in the setup and development of the youth systems, both for boys and girls. Um, so they're both vital and important. And the pathways. We want to make sure that we've got some Perth talent coming through the system. That's paramount for success. You know, we are not interested in in recycling players at a large scale. We won't be. Um, our mantra will be WA first. 
Well, it's very exciting. Uh, John, you mentioned you've had a long involvement in the game and perhaps you can also tell us a bit about uh, Robert as well, uh, who is also the, the Perth Glory owner right. and his background. But firstly, yourself, you said you've been involved in the game a long time. We know about the the halcyon days of the Perth Glory in the old NSL where they were the big attraction, pulling 18,000 people at then Perth Oval. And we'd love those days to return. It's going to be a slow build, I gather. But tell us about the consortium and also a bit about yourself and your involvement in the game and why you're so passionate about the game. Yeah, look, Rob. Rob's a personal friend, so it always makes it easier. He's a business associate, but also a personal friend. So... Um, we got together a couple of years ago, um, predominantly because of my involvement in another A-League club. Um, and Rob, Rob's been a sports lover uh, and got to know the game a lot more. Um, he's got he's got huge international links. I've got a lot through the soccer world. Rob's got a lot through the business world. So we work together really well. Um, so it's, it's Rob, just, just there, it's uh, Robert Bridge. Is that the way you pronounce his surname? Yeah, Bridge. Robert right. Bridge. Okay. Correct. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, hand in hand, we sort of complement each other. So we're both passionate. We saw the opportunity. We flew out to Perth. Um, I've got an affiliation with Perth. My sister married a Perth gentleman many, many years <laughs> ago. So I spent a lot of time, a lot of time in Perth. We've got friends and family in Perth. So uh, we're both very well aware of Perth um, from a business perspective and a personal perspective. As an owner, I'll be, I'll be in Perth. Um, running the club alongside, obviously, Anthony, our current CEO. Um, so we're not looking at making significant changes, obviously, early on. We'll sit down, we'll, we'll review, um, as we would with any other business, um, and take into account some changes as we go. But what's really important for us is getting the infrastructure right, because, you know, if we go through the history, even current A-League, there are certain teams that will win the title and then fall apart the year after. We want to build something consistent and powerful at Perth, Perth Glory, and it deserves it. You know, we go back to the old Gary Morocchi days. You know, mm. I remember the excitement. I remember the crowds in Perth, right? And I know they're there. You know, Nick Tanner, you know, his ownership, you know. Um, yeah, so I, I go back through the history. I, I, like I said, if, if we weren't bullish, if we weren't confident, uh, we wouldn't be here. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I hope my passion comes through. Because that's one of the key things, and one of the one of the points of difference. We are we are really passionate. So, from a business perspective, we're quite successful. Robert runs a lot of developments, a lot of diverse projects across the world. Um, I've also got a lot of entrepreneurial um, background, I suppose, for better terms. But the passion's always been football. I started as an eight-year-old in this country, um, in the old Melbourne Croatia that, that mm. then turned into the Melbourne Knights. So it's still one of my one of my, my, my most enjoyable clubs to watch and attend. But in saying that, like I said, I've, I've always believed in the A-League. Since its inception, um, I think we can do great things together. But I think one of the key things, and, and that's why I'm so excited, because the current A-League structure, and like, like I said, from Danny Townsend and Paul Letterer and Scott Barlow and, and all the guys there, Jason, and um, we're all moving in the right direction. It's uh, interesting what you... I think in the long term. Well, your passion is coming through, John, and I compliment you on that. Uh, you're saying you'll base yourself in Perth, even though, as we know yourself and Rob, perceivably are based in Melbourne. You will spend time here in Perth to make sure, and you said at the top of the interview, to be very hands-on with the operation. 
Absolutely. That's one of the key things. I mean, if we were just going to be investors all the way from Melbourne, um, you know, and we sat here and thought it would work, it's it's not going to work in simple terms, right? Because we've got key stakeholders. We have to be there, right? One of the, one of the really exciting things was really the fact that state government has, have, have stepped up significantly. And I don't say stepped up. I mean, they've always been there, obviously, but our conversations have been so fruitful. Council, Venues West, Football West. Um, the club in general, everyone's been forthcoming and giving. Now, um, it'd be crazy for me to sit in Melbourne and think things will happen, notwithstanding we've got a staff there and a good staff, but it's important for us to, to be there. It's important for me to be present. Um, I want a lot of community interaction. Uh, we want to develop academies. We want to develop pathways. We want to develop a centre of excellence. We want to We want to look into the venues, obviously, alongside the government. Um, at the moment, you know, you're, you're more, more aware than I am. Obviously, it's a very, very um, unworkable situation with, with the club across many venues, from the women's team to the boys' team to the academies. We're running out of, of various venues, and, and, and it doesn't work. Mm. So we need, we need to do something better as, as, as a club. But then we, we need the community involvement. So I want to work with the MPL clubs and the community clubs because... I, I want the kids to be aspirations to work, you know, to play for Perth glory, but we obviously need to give back. Interesting. Uh, John, the thing is with the previous owner, we know that Tony Sage uh, was in control in some shape or form solely for a long period of time, but it was about a 17-year involvement, and he had to yeah. put a lot of his own personal money to support the club. People say you can't make money out of the Perth glory. Have you got a different uh, vision on how it can become a profitable entity with now Prime Land Group, the owners? Look, it's, it, it's an interesting thing. If, if, if it was purely about money, and I say this hand on heart, we'd still property development. A lot easier. So if you're not invested in the game and you see the long-term proposition and the excitement through the period, then you don't really invest in it. And I think in the past, to be blatantly honest, a lot of people have come in thinking, oh, they're going to make money. They're not, they're not football people. And then a few years later, they fall apart. Tony Sage obviously had a long stint there and, and, and exceptional time there. So um, we're not here to speak about him because I don't know Tony personally, but, you know, I'll always take my hat off to whoever steps up and takes an opportunity or takes a risk for that matter. For us, for us, we, t- we see it as a long-term goal. Um, the outcome may be that financially we, we are looking to stabilise the club, no doubt about that, um, but it's not all about the money. I know it sounds weird, but it's not. We, we make money in different ways through our other organisations. Um, if we weren't invested, and like I said, one of, one of the key things for me throughout my period in football, and I've been a chairman of, of other clubs and whatnot, is when one of the youngsters comes along to me, and I, I had that recently, I had a 22-year-old boy who was one of the clubs, now he's sitting on a committee at one of the local clubs, and he said, you sort of inspired me through the period that I was with you, and now I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm. So... We're there, to, we're there to assist the parents and the system to create a good community, right? And whatever that means. We, we don't think every player will, will make the Perth glory cut, and that's okay. But if they become supporters or administrators or lovers of the game, uh, that's what's important to us. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here or stand here and say, oh, we're, we're happy to, 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 to lose money hand on, hand on foot. But what we will say is, that we, we're well aware and we're prepared to invest where necessary, yeah, which is really important. 
My information suggests it was a sought-after bid uh, to get the licence of the Perth Glory. I, I thought there was about seven bidders, so you no doubt have come out on top, and there's reasons that you've come out on top. But two things, and I've been certainly following the game since its inception, when the Perth Glory played their very first game in the old NSL against Sydney Olympic all those years ago, is there's been times where they felt that the A-League club didn't connect with the community. Now, you've uh, mentioned that. And the other one is about keeping its legacy and honouring the people that have made the club over the years. We're talking about the past players. You mentioned Gary Marocchi, the inaugural coach. But, gee, the glory have provided some great entertainment for many years with some great players. Are you looking to reconnect those past players with the club? 100%. 100%. That's our history. You know, that's our fabric. I, I, I find it astounding when many clubs alienate their past heroes. You know, uh, I just don't understand it personally. Um, we'll definitely get get the past players back, without a doubt. We will definitely look at the history of Perth Glory, and, and, and I'm excited by that. You know, we need to promote that. We need to show what Perth Glory was, you know, and, and we'll get back to. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm excited for all, for all those reasons. Um, and we talk about that alienation between the A-League and the NPL systems or community clubs. Uh, very well aware of that. And, and, you know, both sides have reasons and justifiable reasons. We need to work with them to make sure we bridge that gap. And I understand those reasons. I've been a part of the system for so long. So, you know, whether it be through Football Victoria, Football Australia and, and at Clubland, I've, I've heard I've been a part of all of that. So very, very well aware. So we're under no illusions as to how difficult it will be. It's a tough ride, but we're, we're, we're damn well prepared, you know, and we're, we're sort of raring to go. Yeah, we're excited. And uh, there's already people sort of uh, getting in contact with us here at SENWA through the state, quite excited. And uh, uh, just mentioning your passion and your excitement in your voice, John Nakich, it's going to be quite an exciting ride. And uh, when will you first be visiting and maybe introducing yourself to the the fans to the people here that support Perth Glory. I know reportedly that uh, the formal completion is scheduled to take place in early November. So what is your now plan in relation uh, to meeting its stakeholders, that is the Perth Glory stakeholders? Well, to give you, I suppose that's probably the biggest question mark right now as as an exact date, because exactly what you said, we don't officially take over, so we're not in a position where we can do that. Um, So... We have a potential date, sort of early November. Uh, prior to that, we'll probably come out just to do some DD in the club and get to know some people. Um, but I'd say officially it'll be that time, uh, which is respectful, obviously, of the APL and the structure and quartermenter who've been involved as receivers. So uh, we, we've got to take the legal grounds in respect to that. But like I said, you know, if they said tomorrow, I'd be there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good on you, John. Congratulations. Exciting times for the Perth Glory uh, with Primeland Group, but led consortium announces the new owners of the Perth Glory Football Club. We wish you the best of luck. I think you'll enjoy um, Western Australia and what it has to offer. We've seen it with uh, past sporting events. Uh, when you get people behind it, they support it, and they support it in great numbers. And we wish you the best of luck, and we look forward to formally meeting you in uh, the next few weeks. No, likewise, and thank you again for your time. And please, the final message for all the members, supporters, Get behind us.
will make the difference, trust me. Good on you. John Nakich there, the uh, brand-new chairman-elect and owner of the Perth Glory, joining us here on Sports Day WA. It's all thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years. And that is... uh, the big story today for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. And don't forget, later on in the program, we'll bring you up to date with what happened in the AFL trade period today. Uh, it all finishes tomorrow for Continental Tyres. Now, yesterday on the program, we spoke about AFLW and where it's going on the back end of the comments made by Michael Pryor, the West Coast Eagles AFLW coach. Well, a lady that's right across it is Eliza Riley, works for Code Sports, journalist, sports writer. And we're going to talk to her about the fallout from Michael Pryor's comments and whether the AFLW competition is starting to falter. Uh, I mentioned some of the attendances and people that are going to see the game. Certainly, it's not growing from an attendance perspective. Is it a case of maybe the competition with 18 teams is not the right fix at the moment. Anyway, we'll talk to Eliza Riley on the other side of the break here on Sports Day WA.